This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice offered is general financial advice only, and it doesn't take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of this, you should consider if the advice is appropriate before acting. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Australians have been adapting to new ways of working, learning and living since COVID-19. The housing market continues to be subject to many upheavals. So is it time to rethink your finance options? Hi, I'm Virginia from the Queensland Department of Education and I'm talking with Steve McGee from Teachers Mutual Bank about key considerations when refinancing or buying a new home. We'll discuss the questions you need to ask before buying a property, the home loans available and what to look for. Our guest, Steve McGee from Teachers Mutual Bank, has worked in the finance sector for more than 15 years, longer than it takes to grow a child from prep to leaving. Welcome, Steve. Thanks so much, Virginia. It's great to be here. First up, Steve, for those who don't know already, can you tell us a little bit about Teachers Mutual? Sure. Teachers Mutual Bank was founded by teachers, for teachers and their families more than 55 years ago. We started with a a small group of teachers in a tennis shed, actually, in Hornsby in Sydney, with the goal of addressing some of the financial challenges that teachers were facing as a profession, which is largely made up of women. From those very, very humble beginnings um, and with the support of many teachers over the years, we've grown to be one of Australia's largest mutual banks with the purpose of banking for good for those who do good. We're extremely proud of of where we stand in the market today and our continued commitment to our members. As a bank, we invest our members' money both responsibly and ethically, meaning that we, we run our bank for both people and profit. Now, the housing market is something that's on a lot of people's minds at the moment. Yes, and and with interest rates on the rise, that can be expected. Home loan rates are now the highest that they've been since 2013 and potentially looking like they could still increase, which is putting a strain on, on a lot of household budgets. But it's also starting to push some housing prices down in some areas, including places like Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, partly because as interest rates and the repayments on home loans go up, people aren't borrowing quite as much, which is starting to put some pressure on on housing prices. We're starting to see some some house prices come down as a result. Can you run through the steps people need to take to enter the property market? particularly first-home buyers? Yeah, sure. I think buying your home or your first home or even a a subsequent home or someone refinancing for the first time can make you feel like a bit of a student all over again. There's a lot of unknowns and and uncertainty and you may have a lot of questions. It really does pay to do your research. The amount that someone can borrow is is not only determined by the amount that they can afford to repay, but it 
It's also impacted by the size of the deposit that they've managed to, to save up. You also need to think about the type of property that you're looking at buying, as well as where you might want to purchase the property. And it can all be you know, quite daunting, but with the right guidance, research and support, it doesn't really have to be. It's also important to factor other costs and not just the cost of buying the house itself, but the, the other costs like stamp duty and, and solicitor's costs and the likes. It, it's a really good idea to talk to a few lenders first. It's important to work out what your maximum borrowing amount is going to be and have an understanding of what those repayments will be and the deposit that you're going to need, as well as obviously the interest rate on the loan. It's one thing for a lender to, to tell you how much they think you can borrow, but it's important that you're comfortable that you're going to be able to meet those repayments. Another good tip for, for first home buyers is attending a few open homes. It's a great way to build up your own knowledge of the housing market in the area and give you a bit more confidence when it comes to making that first offer on a property. You also need to understand your options when it comes to fixed and variable rate loans. And as I mentioned before, it's important that you make sure that you're aware of the other costs to consider things like solicitor costs, paying rates for the first time, et cetera. Any good lender should be able to support you with that. And as a bank, we're here to help. Teachers Mutual Bank has lots of tools and calculators on our website to help people get started. So yeah, I suggest for anyone to, to check those out or simply call us. Interest rates and the possibility of further rate rises over coming months are obviously a major concern to anyone with an existing mortgage or someone hoping to enter the market right now. How can you help them decide the best home loan to select? It's, it's important to choose the right loan for you and your circumstances. Generally, there's, there's three choices. Um, you can choose between a variable interest rate a fixed interest rate or a combination of both. And it's good to understand the difference between th those options. A variable rate loan is exactly as it sounds. The, the interest rate can vary, it can go up or down over the term of your loan, um, which means that your repayments can change too. If the interest rate goes up, then your repayments will go up uh, along with it. With a variable rate loan, they are generally a little bit more flexible than a fixed rate loan and allow you to do things like make uh, additional repayments, which helps you pay off your loan even quicker and has a big impact on the amount of interest that you'll end up paying over the, the loan term. The main disadvantage, I guess, of a, a variable rate loan is, as I mentioned, if interest rates do go up, then your repayments will likely go up with that as well. So something to bear in mind if you're on a, a fixed income or a, or a strict budget. Fixed rates are a little bit different. Um, the interest rate gets locked in at the start of that loan agreement and doesn't change during the fixed rate term, which means your repayments won't change during that fixed rate period. And fixed rate periods are generally between one and five years. At the end of the fixed rate term, your loan will automatically revert to a variable rate loan and you generally get the option to choose to either refix that loan at the available rate or move on to a, a variable rate loan at that point in time. The advantage of, of these loans is knowing exactly what your repayments are going to be over that fixed term. So it's handy if you're on a, on a tight budget or on a fixed income. 
the thing to watch out for for fixed rate loans is there can be some additional costs known as break costs if you end the fixed rate term early. So it may not be suitable for everyone, particularly if you, you're thinking of selling or making changes to your loan during that fixed rate period. And then the last option is a, a split loan or you know, what some people may refer to as hedging your bets. This is where you choose a combination of both fixed and variable. So it gives you the flexibility of the variable loan and the certainty of the fixed rate loan. You can generally choose to split the amount that you're most comfortable with. So it doesn't matter if it's 50% fixed, 50% variable, or, or 30%, 70%. The benefit of that is you get the, the best of both worlds in that you get the flexibility that comes with a variable rate loan and the certainty of, of the fixed portion. And I guess on the, on the flip side is you don't get the full benefits. If interest rates do go up, a portion of your loan will go up. And likewise, if, if rates go down, only a portion of your the loan will go down. With a split loan, you can choose to say half of my actual loan, so half of my million dollars will be um, fixed and half would be on variable. Is that what you mean there? Yes, absolutely. It's important to, to remember that when you, when you do split your loan, you are potentially still locking in half. So you have the potential to have break costs if you do choose to pay off that portion of that loan early. Now that we're clear about the different types of loans, we know there's also a suite of important home loan features that are widely misunderstood or, or really not understood at all. I know there's a lot of industry jargon, so could you run us through some of the features we need to know, again, in plain English, and run through some of the lesser understood features on offer? How about redraw? Could you talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Redraw is a facility that allows you to pay money in excess of your minimum repayments and then redraw those payments back as and when you need them. So whether it be for emergencies, holidays, renovations, whatever it is. I guess the, the downside of, of a redraw facility is it could cost you a little bit extra in fees for the facility. And some lenders may only offer redraw on a variable loans or have limits on the amount that you're able to, to pay extra or redraw at any point in time. Thanks. And offset facilities? Offsets, offsets are great. They're often um, yeah, referred to just as offsets. And they're, they're an alternative to, to redraws and work in a, in, a, in a similar way. They also allow you to, to pay off your loan faster. An offset operates as a separate transaction account to your home loan, but it still reduces the amount of interest that you get charged. So the balance of your account gets offset against your home loan. So to give an example, if you had a home loan of 500,000 and 30,000 in your offset account, you'll only be charged interest on the difference. So on 470,000 instead of the, the full loan amount, which can have a really big impact on the amount of interest that you pay over the, the term of your loan. An offset account is great because all of the money that's in your transaction account is working for you. But a possible downside can be that you might spend it more easily because it's in a transaction account. Whereas with redraw facilities, 
lenders often require you to redraw that money out of the home loan into a transaction account before you can spend it. With the offset facility, uh, I'll just clarify, if you had a $500,000 loan balance, you can put a certain amount into an offset facility, can you? Like the 30000 into an offset facility and then you only pay the interest on the 470000 was that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's perfectly correct. So with, with an offset facility, it's often linked to a transaction account. So even if it is just your, your pay and a small amount of savings, uh, interest is generally calculated daily. So as your pay go in, that, that money is offset against your loan balance. And as the balance of your transaction account fluctuates through the month, any money that you have sitting in that offset account is being offset against the amount of interest that you get charged on your home loan. It's not that you can take money out of your loan to put in an offset account. That's your savings, is it? Correct, yes. So it's it's your own savings that is getting offset against your loan balance, um, but it's sitting in your own transaction account. Whereas with the redraw facility, it's a very similar impact to the amount of interest that gets charged, but it's where you pay the money off your home loan first rather than leaving it in a savings account. And as that advanced amount that you pay builds up, you're able to redraw that money back out of your loan. So it's a great way to get ahead of your loan. And is one of those better than the other or just depend? It does depend. In terms of the how the interest savings works, they're extremely similar. We have some loans that actually allow you to have both, which is a great feature. For some people, having the money off the home loan definitely is a bit of a better place for them because they're less likely to spend the money as opposed to having a large savings amount sitting in a transactional account. Whereas for other people, they like the flexibility of knowing that the money is working for them in their transactional account and they have really easy access to it. Equity in your home? Yeah, so equity is the difference between the value of your home and the amount of your home loan that you owe against that property. So as the value of your home goes up, so will the amount of equity that you have in the property. And likewise, as you pay the loan down, the amount of equity may also increase. The benefit of equity is you can put it to work for you. So you can use equity in your home to do things like borrow more money for renovations or even use it to purchase an investment property. The last home loan feature I'd like to ask a question about is additional repayments. Additional repayments essentially is a feature that lets you pay your home loan off quicker by making extra repayments over and above the minimum repayments that are required. So making extra repayments can reduce the impact or reduce the overall term of your loan and have a very big impact on the amount of interest that you end up paying over the life of the loan. Generally speaking, variable rate loans allow you to pay extra repayments. Although it is it is worth noting that some banks, including ourselves at Teachers Mutual Bank, do offer some fixed rate loans that have the options that allow you to make some additional repayments. Thanks for that information. That's really useful. Thinking now about first home buyers, it can be difficult to save for a deposit and understand what you can afford and how to go about getting a home loan. Have you got any advice for this group? Yeah, most most lenders 
require a 20% deposit or 20% of the purchase price. On a purchase price of say 600,000, the deposit required would be 120,000. Plus on top of that, you'd still have your, your government fees and taxes like, like stamp duty. So it can be extremely hard to save a deposit, especially with the, the cost of living pressures that everyone's facing today. As a first home buyer, it's, it's really important to check your eligibility for some of the Australian government's home guarantee schemes. It's an initiative that helps people get into their home sooner. The scheme lets people qualify for a home loan with a deposit of just 5% or for single parents as little as 2%. Generally, as I mentioned, banks require a deposit of around 20% of the value of the property that you're looking to purchase. So this can make a really big difference for a first home buyer and their ability to purchase a home sooner. Teachers Mutual is really proud to participate in the Home Guarantee Scheme. We're one of only a few banks to do so. Who can apply for this Home Guarantee Scheme? First home buyers can apply for the First Home Guarantee Scheme if they're an individual earning up to 125000 a year or if they're part of a, a couple earning up to $200,000 a year. You'll still need to put the minimum deposit of 5% towards the purchase price of the home. Single parents earning up to $125,000 a year with at least one dependent child can apply for the family home guarantee scheme, and that's whether they're a first home buyer or not. That scheme allows you to purchase the property with as little as 2% deposit. The Home Guarantee Scheme now also includes a, a regional first home buyer guarantee. There are also state government programs such as the, the Queensland First Homeowners Grant and the Queensland Regional Home Building Boost Grant. The Queensland First Homeowners Grant is a state government initiative to help you get into your first home. If you're eligible for the grant, you can get $15,000 towards buying or building a new home, unit or townhouse valued at less than 750000 and you do need to live in the property. The great news is your lender can usually help explain the different government grants and schemes available and help guide you on your eligibility and in some case even assist you with completing the applications. The grants and schemes do change. It's a good idea to make sure you, you keep checking the different both federal and state-based government websites for the most up-to-date information. There's another way of getting into the market too, isn't there, when you only have as little as 5% deposits? Can you tell us about lenders' mortgage insurance, what exactly it is and how does it help? Are there any downsides? Lenders' mortgage insurance, often referred to as LMI, allows you to borrow a higher amount against the purchase price, more than that 80% that banks usually require. This means that you could need a smaller deposit and you potentially may be able to purchase your home sooner with as little as 5% deposit. LMI typically costs anywhere between 1% and 2% of the loan amount. The LMI premium generally depends on a combination of the loan amount and how much deposit you have. So the bigger your loan, the higher the LMI fee will be, and likewise, the smaller the deposit that you have, the higher the LMI will be. The lenders generally will pass on the cost of the LMI as a fee and it can be added to your loan amount and included in your loan repayments. 
or it can be paid upfront as a lump sum cost. If you do add the LMI fee to your home loan, it can increase the amount of your loan repayments marginally, so it's worth being aware of that. Are there any disadvantages to lenders' mortgage insurance and would it be better for potential homeowners to wait and rent until they have a larger deposit? It really depends on the borrower. With the volatility of of housing prices, people may be eager to get into the property market sooner rather than later. And if you don't have the 20% deposit saved up, lenders' mortgage insurance can really help you get into the market sooner. But if you are happy to to wait and, and save up a larger deposit, then it's less likely that you would need to pay the LMI or with a larger deposit, it could reduce the overall cost of that lenders and mortgage insurance. The downside, however, is if property prices do go up, then so does the 20% amount that you'll need to have saved up before you'll be able to purchase without the mortgage insurance. Thanks, Steve. That's really helpful information for first home buyers. But let's talk for a moment about existing homeowners who already have a mortgage and their dream home. The market and rates have changed tremendously over a short period. How do you know if your loan is still the best one for your needs and what can you do if it's not? Really good question, Virginia. Maintaining your financial health is is really important, just like it is looking after your, your emotional and, and physical well-being, that they're all connected in a way. Reviewing your mortgage, your interest rates and market trends is, is all part of this. Especially if you've had your loan for a while, there may be better options available now. For example, you might not have a redraw facility or an offset facility on your home loan, or you may be eligible to get a better interest rate or a loan that better suits your needs if your circumstances have changed. The best option for for many homeowners is to, to look at refinancing their home loan, which could help you get a much lower interest rate, reduced fees, and even get you some extra funds if you're looking at doing renovations or thinking about an investment or a new car is often a good time to to also review your home loan. It's important to make sure you do your sums. There can be costs involved with with changing your loans. You want to make sure that your new loan does leave you better off overall. The process of refinancing is very similar to what you would have done when you first took out your home loan. Once you've done your sums, you simply complete a home loan application and we'll take care of the valuations and paying out your existing home loan. Once you're clear on what you want to achieve, it's much easier to ask the right questions of lenders that you're considering and making sure that the loan does best suit your needs. Doing your research before you apply for your loan can help you make a decision that serves you well down the track and helps you reap the rewards of the different features of the loans that are available. Before we finish, can you just remind our listeners of the benefits on offer with Teachers Mutual? Sure. Teachers Mutual Bank has designed its products and services in a very industry-specific way. Everything we do is about ensuring the financial health of teachers, educators and their families, including things like how we lend to casual teachers or or contract teachers. We're here to to help people pay off their loan sooner. Your Way and our Your Way Plus home loans have been designed so that you can structure your loan your way to suit your needs. For instance, with our Your Way Plus package home loan, you get to choose between fixed, variable, 
or a split rate. Teachers get an additional discount off the variable rate for the life of the loan and there's no establishment fee and the annual package fee is substantially lower than a lot of other banks. Plus, with our fixed rate loans that are on offer within our Your Way Plus package, you get additional flexibility that a lot of other banks don't offer, such as an offset facility and the ability to pay some extra into redraw up to $10,000 a year off the fixed rate, meaning that you get the reassurance of knowing the rate won't change for the duration of that fixed term, while also having the opportunity to get a little bit ahead on that loan. And then when you come off your fixed rate loan, you'll get the Your Way Plus discounted variable rate with that discount that I mentioned that teachers are eligible for. So rather than going to the standard variable rate or the higher variable rates that a lot of fixed rates revert to, um, our Your Way Plus package allows you to go to that discounted rate. If a package loan isn't right for you, we have our Your Way Home Loan, which still offers great flexibility and choice. You still get to choose from variable, fixed, and a redraw facility. We can work with you to make sure that the loan that you choose suits you and your circumstances. We can also help with access to the government schemes to assist you with getting into your home sooner and guide you through the mortgage insurance or the LMI process if that's the right option for you. You can reach out to us through our contact centre, which is based in Australia, through our app or, or digital banking. We also have mobile bankers that are available to, to meet people after hours at a time that, that suits them. And lastly, another thing we're really proud of is our commitment to the environment, sustainability and socially responsible ethical banking, which is evidenced by the many awards and, and certifications that we continue to receive. For instance, just recently, we became a certified B Corp, which requires us to meet exacting standards and transparency. And we're also recently awarded Finders Green Bank of the Year for 2022. Thanks so much for joining us today, Steve. It's been really interesting and informative. It's been an absolute pleasure, Virginia. I hope the information has been useful. If anyone would like any more information, they can contact one of our team on 13.12.21 or just jump online to our website, tmbank.com.au. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It's the first of a four-part series we're doing with Teachers Mutual to help ensure your financial health and well-being. Look out for the next one. We need to remind listeners that this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice offered is general financial advice only and doesn't take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of this, you should consider if the advice is appropriate before acting. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast. The Department of Education acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands from across Queensland. We pay our respects to the elders past and present. They hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.